Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org, or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. With us again today is Francis Ball. Francis, in our last program, we saw the progression of life in God's creation, from the plant life to the aquatic life and then to the animal life. Today, we're going further to see not only the progression of life, but also the progression of light. Can you please tell us how these two matters are related? It's quite amazing that these two matters uh, come up right at the beginning of the Bible. Of course, in the physical realm, right at the beginning of Genesis, verse 3, there's reference made to God's restoring or calling out light. And that light, as we saw, was a general light. But even from that light in such a general way, not so uh, solid, not so focused, Yet from that was life. There was the lowest grade of life that came on the third day. Then on the fourth day, as we will see, there is a progression in the light in that it's made more solid. It's more embodied. So you have the sun, the moon, and the stars brought into focus on the fourth day. And from that light that's more solid, you get more definite light. Of course, all of this is in the physical realm, but it's very clearly illustrating the experience we have. When you get light that you need a Savior, you need to be born of God, you need your sins forgiven, that light causes you to receive Christ, and you become a person with life and with light to a certain extent. But this is not adequate. We need something more definite. Why? Because we need to grow. Not only we need life, but we need to grow in life. And these solid lights, the sun, the moon, and the stars, are really shining now to enable us to grow in life. And I believe today we will see how this light in its progression in the physical realm is very typical of the light that we receive in the spiritual realm, how we can grow. The growth comes out from the ground when the dry land appeared. But this requires light. So there is a real relationship of light and life in this portion, and it's very illustrative of our experiences in our Christian life. Thank you, Francis. Let's join Witness Lee with today's life study from the book of Genesis. In Genesis 1, in the Lord's creation and restoration, it is mentioned that on the first day, the Lord called the light in. The first day was the day of light. And that light may be called the first day light. 
Then, on the fourth day, the Lord did something again about the matter of light. The light on the fourth day. The fourth day lies according to the principle of life are not for generating, but for the growth of life. On the third day, the Lord called out the dry land, and the dry land appeared, emerged out of the dead water. You have the light, you have the air, you have the land. These three things are necessary for generating life, right? To generate life, to bring life into being, you need the light, you need the air, you need the land. And these three things were there. When the dry land appeared, then plant life were generated. Look at the grass and the herbs, the flowers and the trees. My, surely God would say, it is good. Life was generated. But listen, that was the lowest life. Those lives cannot work. And they cannot talk with you. And they cannot understand God. God may say, oh, little Lily, I love you. God would say thousand times, the little lily would not answer. <laughs> That's too low. That's too low. Life was there, but life was too low. Life needed to grow. For the growth of life, I tell you, you need the fourth day light. So the first day light was for generating life. After generating of life, there was the need of the Fourth day lights. The fourth day lights are quite different from the first day light. The first day light was just light, some light, indefinite. Listen, the fourth day lights are definite. The sun, the moon, and the stars. Well, you may say, what is the sun? What is the moon? And what are the stars in topology? What are these? The sun indicates Christ. Look, 178, 79 says, when Christ was born, that was the sunrise to humanity. Then Matthew tells us when Jesus came to the Sea of Galilee, Mother, great light appeared there. And the people who were sitting in darkness, in the region or in the shade of death, they all saw the light where Jesus was. There was the sunlight. The Matthew 13, 43 tells us that the overcoming sun in the future in the kingdom shall shine as the sun. So, the first item is Christ. 
Today is the set. And the overcoming signs tomorrow will be also the set. Francis, let's break in at this point if we can. Witness Lee in this first section referred to the Son as a type not only of Christ, but also of the overcoming saints. Of course, we know who Christ is. But who are these overcoming saints? Who are the overcomers? Well, I'd like to make this uh, simple because the overcomers here are not super Christians. They're not super believers. The overcomers here who are depicted not only by the Son that's depicting Christ, but also depicting the overcomers. These overcomers are normal Christians. Now, I didn't say average Christians. I said normal Christians. And they're not super Christians. They're normal Christians. I would like to refer you uh, to that book by Watchman Nee called The Normal Christian Life. Uh, That really helps us to see what a normal Christian is. I think we all have to confess that what we have received as normal, when we use that word, we usually mean average. But that is not satisfactory to God, and that's not satisfactory to us. To be a normal Christian means you are an overcomer. I want to be a normal Christian, and I believe many of our listeners would like to be normal Christians. But it's not enough just to be saved, have the light of the first day, in other words. We need to grow. And in that growth, we become normal. We overcome all the things that have kept us from being one with God. An overcomer is one who has matured in the spiritual life. He has progressed in his living day by day by his reading of the Word, by his prayer, by his fellowship, by his staying in the light. The Lord Jesus said that he is the light of life. So when we take the light that we receive from him in the word. This brings more life to us. And by this growth in life, we are maturing. And matured believers are the overcomers. In this age, the Lord is looking for overcomers. He's not satisfied and can't be satisfied with just the average Christian living, which is a mixture with the world and uh, with defeats. No, he's looking for those who live a daily overcoming life. And these are the ones who become the overcomers who will reign with Christ for a thousand years. These are the ones who corporately will be the bride of Christ in the coming kingdom age, the millennial kingdom. So the overcomers are those who are living the normal Christian life to be one with Christ, to be built up together, to be the bride of Christ, who are ready for the Lord to come back. Amen. Thank you, Francis. Let's rejoin Witness Lee with our life study from Genesis. Then we go on the moon. No doubt the moon is the church. Genesis 37, verse 9. Joseph saw a dream. His father was likened to the sun, and his mother was likened to the moon. And his brothers were likened to the stars. Based upon that, as the church is the bride of Christ, the wife, surely, in typology, the moon is a figure of the church. We all have to know, in Revelation, chapter 1 tells us that local churches are lampstands. 
and we know in the daytime there's no need of the lamps. The lamps are for the night. And so Revelation chapter 1 proves strongly that the church age today is not a day, but a night. In one sense, I tell you, today is the night. The church is not in the day. The church is in the night. We all know during the night, you can never get the sunlight directly. And the sunlight is just the light of Christ. It's hard for you to get the light of Christ during the church age directly. You need some reflection. You need the moon to reflect the sunlight to you. We all can testify. Without the church, it would be hard for us to see the light of Christ. The light of Christ today would be hard to shine directly over us. It got to be indirectly. Indirectly through the reflection of the moon. Hallelujah. When we come to the church, if the church is in the full moon, if it is not winning, surely you will get the light, not the night. But read and look into the history. There was a long, long period that the church was on the way. That was the best time for the stars to do their duty. So, you know, during the dark age, the stars were there. Martin Luther was one of the stars. And before Martin Luther, and after Martin Luther, if you read the history, many, many big stars shining because the moon was on the way. Then you go on to two centuries ago. You come on to Dungendorf. They were practicing the church life. The so-called Moravian brothers. You can see not a moon so full, but anyhow, at least it was like a crescent. One century later, the brethren were raised up in England. That crescent, I would say, increased nearly to a full moon. Philadelphia, the church there. But it didn't last too long. You read the history. Again, I tell you, from the last part of last century up to the first part of this century, it's about 70 years time. Within these 70 years, you see the stars. Andrew Murray was a star. Mrs. Penlouis was a star. I tell you, here one star, there one star. Even in this country, you have a big star, A.B. Simpson, and you have some stars, but no church life. No moon. The moon was on the way. And the star should. As long as the moon is waxing, growing, I tell you, the stars shouldn't appear so much. And I tell you, I don't like to be a big star. 
Francis, in church history, we know that the long period where the church, typified by the moon here in, in Genesis, the church was on the wane, the moon was on the wane. And this is the so-called Dark Ages. Could you briefly say something about the shining stars that Witnessly identified during that period of time? Well, I think if we read church history, we surely uh, get acquainted with certain ones that stood out prominently, uh, starting at least with Martin Luther in the 1500s. Martin Luther was definitely a shining star. He recovered mainly the matter of justification by faith. That is marvelous, and we all are very thankful for what was recovered then. But that was only the beginning. But we have to admit, even at that dark time when there wasn't much shining, at least there are a few stars shining. And I would say Martin Luther was one of those stars, and not only him, but those that were with him. And then in the 1700s, you have uh, Count Zinzendorf. He was quite a enlightened man and brought people to follow the Lord in a more corporate way. For a brief period of time, they enjoyed what we would call the church life, and almost the moon began to shine. The corporate testimony of that time was with uh, Count Zinzendorf and those with him. But that was not too long-lasting. But in the uh, 1800s then, uh, the brethren, the British brethren were raised up, about 1820. And they began to see more and more. And they added more truth. They were very good in writing. And they gave us a lot of truth concerning the body of Christ, concerning uh, the priesthood of the believers. A lot of things that were absolutely covered over during the Dark Ages were recovered. And with that time also, you have uh, some of the most outstanding mystics. Andrew Murray, uh, Mrs. Jesse Penn Lewis, in that same period of time and in the early 1900s. Based upon the truth of the scriptures recovered by these stars, the recovery had come to Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. And all that we have seen through their ministry has a foundation on the things that were seen earlier by these shining stars in church history. So actually today, what we are seeing and what we are hearing is built upon the foundation that was laid by those shining stars of that dark period. Thanks, Francis. Let's return now to Witness Lee. Don't forget, this is the night. The day is not come yet. So you need the church. All the spirits speak to the churches. Whosoever has the ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You need to go to churches. Then you get the light of the sun indirectly. So many dear Christians, they, they only have the first day light. They are short of the fourth day light. They were saved. They were regenerated. They got the first day light. But they were struggling to grow. Never they made one inch. We all need the fourth day light. Oh, friends, by our experience, we can assure you, you need this thing. You also need the church. You need the stars. You also need the moon. 
because the moon today in the nighttime is reflecting the light of Christ. I tell you, even today, innocence Christ is not the sun. Because in the day, there is a sun. In the night, there's no sun. But Christ is still here. So what? Christ is a morning star. During the church age, even Christ is a star. He is a bright morning star. This light on the fourth day, the sun, the moon, and the stars, are to rule, to rule for what? For discernment. Your discernment comes from the light on the fourth day. And we all know, for the growth of life, we all need the discernment. You need the discernment where to go, where not to go. What to say, what not to say. What to do, what not to do. What is of God, what is of Satan. What is in the spirit, what is in the soul. Right? You need the discernment. And the discernment comes from what? Discernment comes from the light. I tell you today, the best way for us the parents to take care of the children is to cast them into the hand of the Lord. Then they will get the light. And the light will be their ruling. And this ruling of the light will give the children the best determined. They will never be tempted into drugs. No. They have the discernment. And the discernment, you know, is the biggest protection. Hallelujah. This discernment comes, I say again, from the shine of the light. And the shine of the light is just ruling. Well, Francis, witness Lee's description of the church reflecting Christ sounded very glorious. But our own experience, or that of some of our listeners in their church situation, may not match this glorious description. Is our experience of the reality of Christ in this aspect only available in the church or in the church life? Well, I believe we realize from what has been brought out, even on this program, that God's intention is a corporate matter. Actually, the Lord Jesus in John chapter 17 prayed for this kind of oneness with the people of God, all his believers. And in that chapter, he's not just talking about a spiritual, ethereal oneness. He's talking about a a oneness that can be seen. He prayed that we would be one that the world may see and may believe. So he's talking about a practical as well as a spiritual oneness, that this kind of oneness could be lived out. The kind of church life that's referred to and is typified by the moon is a church life that reflects Christ. Just like the moon is a reflection of the sun, so the church is the reflection of Christ. And many uh, so-called church situations are not a reflection of Christ, but they are maybe a study group of some of the world situation or a place to have a better social life or to uh, improve our knowledge of the Bible. But what the Lord is after is an expression of Christ, just like the moon shines forth the light of the sun. 
So in such a situation as this, there's lots of uh, experiences that you have that you can never just have on your own. This kind of living, where you're in the church life situation, where you are really one with one another, you're enjoying the Lord and you're being built up together in the Spirit. You're being built up together in your living practices so that Christ is manifested. The genuine church, which is uh, depicted here by the moon, must be a church that reflects Christ as life. I think that we all really long for this kind of genuine experience of life in Christ every day. Thank you very much for that fellowship. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.